welcome to episode 113 of the CGM podcast. I guess because it's 113, is that an unlucky cast? No. I don't know. Phil's playing with the scissors. I just see it going horribly wrong. No, that would only be 13. <laughs> Like, 113 doesn't count. That's just... You think so? No, there's no bad luck. So as long as we pass 13, we're fine? I always get a little wary of 13s, but... It is only unlucky in the West, and 4 is just bad news in Asia in general. All right, then. So when we get to 413, we're screwed. But since this is in Asia, you don't have to worry about that. Okay, Okay, sweet. So keep twirling those scissors, Phil. Yeah. Of course, I'm... I'm over it now. He's over it? Indestructible. (laughs) Let's test this. All right. I'm joined by the usual cast of two people. Phil, film Phil, yep. cinephile Hello. Phil, Cinephile. all kinds of... Nintendo nerd Phil. Mm-hmm. Nintendo Call nerd Phil. Oh, yeah. It's a Movie blast film. from the past. Yeah. I forgot about when I was a Nintendo nerd. You always, yeah, you're not anymore, are you? No, no. He's abandoned. He's abandoned. I, I, I still love it. I just abandoned the title. He jumped oh. off the sinking ship when he didn't buy a Wii U. I still love Nintendo. Where's your Wii U, buddy? He's the Nintendo nerd. It's in the office right now. Yeah. I needed to use it. Yeah. He's the Nintendo nerd. I do. I still love Nintendo. I was so thrilled by all the stuff. I want... I think we should have a cast where Phil gets live tattooed of the Nintendo logo. No, that's not happening. (laughs) Oh, I tried. (laughs) Definitely not. All right, then. So, wait. So, if we've got a Nintendo nerd, does that mean that we have, like, a Sony sycophant or Sony suck-up? Wouldn't that be you? I don't know. Sony sycophant? So, what what about Xbox? We don't have an Xbox. If you've got got the alliteration going, then you've got to have, like, an Xbox X something. Yeah. Xbox Xbox extremist? Yeah, I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah I yeah. guess it would be an Xbox Extremis. That would Extremis. fit in with the Doritos flavored. Uh, yeah, see? Yeah, Do we have an Xbox Extremis, though? No, we no. clearly need one of those. We okay. had Tim, yeah. but now that he's gone, we don't have it. Yeah, actually, Tim yeah, was true. kind of the Tim Xbox Extremis. Yeah. yeah, he was. Yeah. Now it's just an office full of Sony people and Phil. Yeah. yeah. And Joe, because Joe's a Nintendo person, too. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He waves from beyond the so, mics. And I really like Sony as well. No love for Microsoft. No, no, you're not allowed to like Sony. You have to just Nintendo. No, I like all things. That's only two quarters or two thirds of the things. Isn't it fascinating the way he always just manages to slide in? But I don't like Microsoft. Just to make it absolutely clear, I don't want any. I don't want anyone making any having any confusion. I'm gonna make him review only Xbox titles from now on. Okay. That's what I'm gonna do if you ever piss me off, Phil. Xbox titles. Rise two. That's all on you. Yeah. Except that it won't be. There'll be there'll be Connect titles. Mm. Oh yeah, the Connect titles. Yeah. Fantasia, that's all on you. You'll be doing Fantasia. Yeah. By Harmonix. He might actually enjoy that, though. We can't give him the fun ones. Can I bring the brooms around? Uh, You might. Okay. You might. Well, you've you've got to gesture around because it's like it's not a dance simulator. The crazy thing about Fantasia is it's a conductor simulator. So you 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 gesture your arms around. Yeah. Oh, see, I would have figured you were Mickey moving brooms around. Yeah, that's what I was hoping. Yeah. Well, it's kind of the same thing with the whole like you know you. You know, stick your you you wave your right arm out and then you wave your left arm and you're like blah blah blah. Interesting. You do the hokey pokey. You turn yourself around. It's all on you, That's Phil. It's all about. Yeah, it sounds so. not exciting. <laughs> <laughs> and of course, we have our now literate editor Wayne Santos. Temporary mm-hmm. yeah. literate for the yeah. next few I'm, years. I'm, I'm still waiting on that Algernon trial, so <laughs> I'm sure that'll work out great. It'll be yep. fine. I think yeah. safe to say. It'll boost my intellect and you know that could possibly go wrong. <laughs> And we'll start off with some gaming news. I believe Wayne has a little bit of news for us today. Yeah, I was, uh, yeah, Phil can never review Rise 2 because Rise was made by Crytek. And um, the rumors going around right now are that Crytek is in a lot of trouble. They cried Tekken into their beer? Uh, Yes, they they may be because now we're getting, like, you know, multiple rumors from multiple sources saying things like people are regularly getting paid weeks late. Mm. 
that's always bad. Yeah, um, that they've lost like you know quite a few staff over the last three months because they all just keep looking for other jobs. Um, that you know after um, Rise did not do so well, yeah. Soft canceled Rise too, which of course would have been like a nice big cash injection for Crytek. And probably the thing that hurts them the most is. The Crytek engine is just not popular to adopt by other companies. You know, it's yeah. like they all still want to use Unreal. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. that's gonna hurt. Them. So yeah, you you make this engine and you're like, hey guys, you can use it, and everybody is like, no. Um, and Are the problems have they done over the years? Yeah, they've done. Like, it goes before Rise. Uh, Far Cry. Yeah, it's right. Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. They've they've done Far so Cry ones, and yeah. they've they've done um uh what what was the name of their science fiction one. Um, I don't know. Crisis, right. Crisis, yes. They've done yeah. Far Cry. They've done Crisis. You know, like, yeah. And then Rise. Yeah, and then they did Rise. That made them fall. Yeah. So, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah like, the, the big problem with CryEngine is apparently not even that it's just, you know, a, a pain in the ass to work with from a technology standpoint. It's just mm. their business model. Right. Apparently, the licensing fees are just outrageous. So, when other companies look at it, it's just it's great technology. But, yeah, we don't want to pay for that. That's yeah. just, like, way too much. It's cheaper to use Unreal, so we'll just use that. Bummer. So yeah, that's that's a bit sad when you've actually got tech that is nice and people are excited about it, but yeah. then the bean counters come in and look at the numbers and they're like, "Sorry guys, it just doesn't add up. Yeah. It makes no sense for us to pay out this much money yeah. when we could be saving all of that." Yeah, and for something just also. one of the challenges of the video game industry, where like in order to release a major AAA title, like yeah. that consumes all of your resources. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. So, so. It's like you're putting the entire company on the line pretty mm-hmm. much every time you really make and release a game. So yeah, the the rumors are that Crytek is in trouble, and mm-hmm. you know, yeah, multiple employees are coming forward anonymously, anonymously and saying, yeah, rumors are true. Crytek is in trouble. I'm looking for another job. Blah blah blah. Bummer. So that's too bad because like the the Cry Engine itself produces like you know. You know some of the better-looking games that are out there. It's yeah. just not many people use it. So. use it. Yeah. Uh, any good news? Um, well, if you're into like '90s adventure gaming, I then am. Um, do you remember Out of This World or Another World? No. Okay. Refresh um, me. I mean, it, that, it wasn't a LucasArts. No, it was no, it was, no, it, it was not. Gaming. It was it was put out. Uh, it was published by a European publisher called Delphine Software or okay. Delphine. Um, but that game is now making its way to the Xbox One and the PS4 and PS3 and the Vita. Hmm. And like, cool. I am, I'm all really excited about this because that was like one of those super hard adventure games back yeah, yeah. in the day. And I played the hell out of it and died repeatedly. Yeah. And <clears throat> now I'm going to be able to do it again. Yeah. The part that really annoys me is that it's already out in Europe, but it's not out in North America yet. Have to so, wait. So mm. I'm bummed out about that. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not even sure when it's going to be coming out in North America, but the Europeans yeah. are already playing it. Can you import which that? Makes anyway? me sad. No, I guess not. No, yeah, because it's a, it's a downloadable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah so oh, and it's downloadable. It's downloadable. Yeah, it's not on disc. It's yeah. downloadable. So the only way you're going to do it is if you've got a credit card with a European address. Bummer. Is that the only way to do it? Because I know, like on PlayStation Three, we managed to set up a Japanese account without being in Japan. You can set up a Japanese account. You can even set up a European account, mm. but that's only good for downloading demos. Mm. The second that you actually try to buy something. They need would, a credit card with ridiculous. residence in the country that that account is supposed yeah. to be in, a region that that country is supposed Bummer. to be in. Lame. So, I do like the return of adventure gaming, though. I think we can uh, credit what, Telltale. 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 It's mostly Telltale. Yeah, it's, doing that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Everyone's so worried about them making an adventure game about 
zombies and it worked out yeah. so freaking yeah, well. Yeah, exactly. And then the, the Fables game, The Wolf Among Us, is yeah. like, that's really, really good. Next, Looking forward to Borderlands. The and Borderlands, I hope that yeah. doesn't suck. I hope it's funny. I hope it's funny. I, mean, I was always really fond of the Back to the Future game, too. Yeah. It had its problems, but I thought it was really well done. You probably love the Jurassic Park one, too. See, no, that's I that's kind of like... <laughs> that was horrible. I played it. Yeah. I've, I've, I've played all the Telltale games. It's like yeah, the, yeah. the one thing that I hope to see with um, the Borderlands game is that Telltale goes back to being funny. Yeah, because they're good at being funny, but they sure. actually haven't been all that funny for like the last few I games. Know, yeah, pretty well just since Back to the Future. Yeah, especially those Sam and Max games. Those games yeah. are hilarious. Yeah, those are really funny. The the Monkey Island games that yep. they did were also extremely funny. Really but good. yeah, they they haven't been doing because I mean, you can't be funny with The Walking Dead. I mean, you mm. can try, but then people will get angry. They, they did do know. some funny things. There, yeah, there's, there's, there's just a little a bit of humor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's a little bit of humor in there, but it can't be like full on comedy because no. it's The Walking yeah. Dead. Well, they should do an Evil Dead one. Or yeah. Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. Evil Dead would be great. Wouldn't that be great? Yeah. Be but it no, it is nice to see that adventure games are making something of a comeback totally. to Telltale. It would be nice if you know we got bigger budget ones. Like okay, Murdered Soul Suspect. That was basically a bigger budget adventure game. Oh, that's right. Yeah. I don't know actually. You know how's how's that doing in sales? Does anybody know whether it's no? It's been tanking. Okay. No. Yeah. Brent, Brendan's just sitting head. here giving the big yeah negatory the big, the over big, there. So yeah, big tank shake. Yeah. Bummer. So, that's too bad. I mean, yeah. it's a, it was an interesting summer game, but you know, maybe everybody was just like, "Yeah, I'll buy that," and then they heard that you know, Grand Theft Auto Five was coming out on the PS4, and was just like, "I'll save my money for that." Yeah. Probably more like they're saving their money for um, The Last of Us. Yeah. Oh, speaking of which, this is the other news. This is the other news. Um, this is kind of a it came and it went mm-hmm. sort of news event. So last week. Um, what ended up happening was, all right, so everybody knows that The Last of Us is coming out to the PS4 and everybody's mm-hmm. all excited about that. Mm-hmm. But then what happened, and now I'm talking strictly in Canadian terms, is Uh-oh. the digital pre-orders came out and they were charging full price, 70 bucks yeah. or 69.99 for a digital pre-order. And people were like, okay, but it's The Last of Us, so whatever, I'm going to put in the pre-order. Yeah. And then over the weekend last week, mm-hmm. Sony dropped the digital pre-order price to 54.99. But then they had um, uh, a, a legal condition on the web uh, on the PlayStation Store saying like no refunds. So basically, uh, anybody that had ordered it for you know it's like seventy dollars yeah. was still going to have to pay seventy dollars even though the price was now fifty five. That's nonsense. So essentially, they were punishing people for pre-ordering early. Uh, and yeah, you know, it's like over the weekend, a lot of people heard that, and then they made a lot of noise about it. And they were like, "Okay, basically, you are screwing us. Thanks for punishing us for like, you know, trying out digital games." Yeah, yeah. So Sony did some damage control, and as of Monday, they were like, "No, no, don't panic. We're going to take care of you. We know what it says in the big, large, unfriendly <laughs> print on yeah. the PlayStation Store, but we are going to be issuing refunds for those people that pre-ordered early. Good. You're not going to have to shell out the seventy bucks." Good, good, good. But I mean, still, it's it's one of those things. That I even actually, you know, wrote my uh, editorial about it this yeah. week. It's one of those things that kind of points out that digital games on consoles still have a long way to go compared yeah. to something like Steam, yeah. where you know, it's like it's it's just friendlier and there are way more incentives mm-hmm. to go digital on PC versus consoles. Yeah. And you know, it's like stuff like this really doesn't you know give people a whole lot of confidence in giving up their disc yeah. when something like this ha- or even giving up their pre-order at EB Games or Best Buy or wherever where if the price goes down you go to EB and EB is like well yeah of course we're you know going to drop the price yeah, for you because yeah, yeah. you put the pre-order in versus Sony where a lot of people had to scream over the weekend and yeah. say Sony is screwing us before Sony finally stepped in and said, oh, well, right, we'll give you your money yeah. back. Well, I mean, I don't think it applies to this specific situation, but I'd imagine the consoles don't want physical 
media to disappear, so they're kind of trepidatiously getting it, into the it, digital it, realm. It, it I mean? kind of depends. I mean, consoles, uh, you, in one sense, consoles would like physical to disappear because mm. when you stop and think about it, if you pay, and again, I'm speaking in Canadian terms, mm. if you pay 70 bucks for a game, mm. that's... Which we do. Yeah, which we do. Mm-hmm. That's $70. It's like, you know, part of the money is going to the developers and Sony. I'm just taking the Sony example yeah, yeah, yeah. here. Part of that money is, Retailer. you know, it's like going towards paying for the pressing of the disc in the factory. Mm-hmm. It's going towards the shipping on the boat from China or yeah. wherever it's pressed across the Pacific. It's going to the um, retailers yeah. who've got to distribute it. Um, so of that $70, Sony and the developers actually don't get a whole lot of it. Yeah. <laughs> Versus if you buy The Last of Us at $70, hypothetically, on the PlayStation Network, they get all of it. Sony and Naughty Dog get all of that. Yeah. It's like, you know, no, nobody else you know gets into it. So that's you know, it's like a lot of yeah. extra and money. Elim- that- and it would eliminate the previously played. And uh, yes, and you get rid of the whole used game thing. So in yeah. one sense, they really want to do that. But on the other hand, the problem is is they're not like Amazon. Yep. Like, you know, Amazon has a very hostile relationship with bookstores where they're like, screw you guys, we want to kill you. Yeah, yeah, and they've yeah. done a fantastic job of killing they the really bookstores. Have, yeah. But Sony and Microsoft don't want to go to EB and Best Buy and say, screw you guys, we want to kill you yeah, because yeah, there are still a lot of people that buy games that way. Absolutely. So even though financially it would actually be better for them to buy, to, to have a digital world, mm-hmm. financially it still doesn't make a whole lot of sense because they've got to maintain that diplomatic relationship with brick-and-mortar stores versus Amazon, who doesn't care. Yeah. And it's like, we want you guys to go under because... Yeah. You know, it's like we've, we've got our own infrastructure, so screw you guys. We don't need you. They screw everybody, too. Even yeah. the publishers, they take 55% rather than... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. See, so, so you know, I guess it's good and bad that, you know, Sony and Microsoft and Nintendo don't have that same antagonistic relationship mm-hmm. that Amazon does. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's a weird kind of situation, but, you know, it's like still... I would say prob- maybe not necessarily the next generation, but the generation of consoles after that, we might be looking at pure digital. Mm-hmm. It might happen. Yeah. So I think it's inevitable. Yeah. For sure. Singularity. Yeah. And I mean, it's like, you know, I, I have to admit, like, most of the games that I've bought over the last few months have been digital. Almost really? everything you've bought, you're like, yeah. oh, already pre-ordered digitally. Yeah, I mean, it's like, you know, even... Midnight, start you know, downloading. Even Infamous, yeah. It's like, you know, I, I got Infamous as a digital game. I was just like, you know, it's like, no, I, I don't yeah, feel like ordering it from Amazon. I'm paranoid that my hard drive will fill up, so... Yeah, but see, I mean, that's that's the nice thing about that. digital, though, is that you can always just delete it and then re-download oh, it later. And save your account, yeah. yeah. You just re-download it later when you, if you feel like playing it again. I don't so. do all that downloading, though. Sounds exhausting. Well, do you, go, do you have a PSN Plus? Uh, not at the moment, no. Okay. Because, no, like, when things are free, I go in and set them up for Q because I have no room on PlayStation. Yeah. Right, right, right. Then when I actually decide to delete something, I'll have a new game. Yeah. Which Good never point. happens, no, but... But it's nice to have it in theory. Yes, in theory. Sweet. Okay. So, um, is that it for our that's that's news? that's pretty much it for like the big gaming. Okay, news, well, I've got know, a bunch week, of so. movie news today. And, oh, and please and don't break my heart with more DC you know, news. A change of pace is actually all <gasps> positive this week, primarily Yay. because Warner Brothers didn't announce anything. Hooray! Um, let's get this. Up Keep here. shutting up, Warner Brothers. All right, so first up, this isn't really a news thing, but I thought this might be something we would like to talk about, which is that as of this week, um, uh, Tim Burton's Batman's 25 years old. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. Kind of an exciting moment in uh, comic book and movie history. Um, it's a big watershed. Great movie. Holds up surprisingly well. How old is Adam West Batman? Adam West Batman? Uh, well, that's from the 60s. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah. that's 66, so that's, four, that's almost 50, 48. Got a good 20 years on him. Mm-hmm. They do. But, yeah, no, the Tim Burton movie Batman is... You know, very groundbreaking. Sort of. That theme song is iconic. Change how it goes. Does, does that mean there's going to be an awesome Blu-ray anniversary yeah, there edition? There is an awesome Blu-ray 
Yeah. So I don't think they're gonna. They, I don't think they really have a uh, any way to update it. I don't think. And the theme right. song is still iconic. Yeah, and it yeah, is. absolutely. And Tim Burton isn't the most articulate fellow, so he's not gonna bring anything to the table. I guess you get Michael Keaton to do something. <clears throat> no. But he doesn't seem particularly social. No. So, and Jack Nicholson just lives in his mansion now. I don't even think he goes outside. So, no, I think he still goes out for Lakers basketball games. That's true. He does. Yeah. He does. So if they wanted to interview him on the court at yeah. a Lakers basketball game, they could get a little something. Yeah. But beyond that, it yeah. And still kind Prince, of amazes me that he actually then, cares about basketball, but okay. Yeah. And mm. no one wants to hear from Prince, let's face it. Yeah. So, I might. Uh, <laughs> that might be interesting. Yeah, I know. It would be interesting, but... Uh, he says some crazy things. He does. So. It's always fun. But, uh, yeah, anyway, I just thought that was worth acknowledging. Um, obviously, we have an article on it in the new issue, <gasps> and it's also all over the internet. Yeah, see that? Wait, just slip it in there. Thank yeah, you. Yeah, I was trying. And also, I noticed when I was looking it up, uh, the weekend Batman came out, the movie that came out the week before was Ghostbusters 2, and the oh. week before that, Indiana Jones and the Last Crusade. Mm. So how about that? What's next 1989 week? 1989 was a good year for movies. Yeah, not bad, huh? Anything next week? I think it was Karate Kid 2. Oh. All right, yeah. it's, it's, it could be worse. Mm. Could be worse. Yeah, but still, Batman. Yeah. But still, yeah, oh, what a great show. And that and that was probably the first summer I spent doing blockbusters. So I definitely saw all three of those in the theater, and they made a tremendous well, impact. You mean before that, you were just sticking with art house cinema and going to you know, a little no, seven-year-old film? No, no, no. Scratching your chin Even thoughtfully and going, but is it art? It's just... No, I, yeah, it okay. was... Okay. Five-year-old film? Five, yeah. Okay. Foreign <laughs> films only. Right? Well, then you were totally doing art house cinema. You know, it was like back then at five years old. Nah, if you call American tale for oh. art house cinema, I guess. <laughs> yeah. I guess could, so they, they, had, they had Russian accents. That's yeah. close, yeah, right? See, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. That was yeah. existentialist. So there you go, Art House Cinema. There you go. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, yeah, Batman 25, very exciting. So anyway, on to good news. First off. Um, oh, my God, I'm taking the scissors away from you. I'm just point, you're going to just stab yourself. On the point of the, uh, <laughs> I, I'm in terms of the Daredevil Netflix series that I'm very excited about and have been hyping up. Um, there's another casting. Uh, Rosario Dawson has been cast in a mysterious female role that they won't describe, which obviously means she's going to be Electra. Okay. And I find that extraordinarily exciting. I think Could be someone show. else. No. No. <laughs> no, it's, it's not going to be, be anything else. It's going to be Electra. It's going to be better than... What was her face? Jennifer Garner? Jennifer Garner, yeah. yeah. Okay, yeah. She's going to be... She's going to make a better Electra. I, I didn't think Jennifer Garner was really bad, but yeah, Rosario Dawson will be way better because she'll add edge to it. And yeah. She will, she will, she'll That's be willing thing, to play an yeah. anti-hero. She, she has edge. Jennifer yeah. Garner does not have edge. No, definitely yeah. not. She's got, like, apple pie cheeks. It's like, you know, yeah. she couldn't be Electra. She so. was inappropriate. Yeah, yeah. And, and Electra should be, you know, slightly ethnic. She should, she be. should be edgy. Yeah, yeah. totally. Yeah. So I'm all for it. I think it's very exciting. I know also Rosario Dawson's a big comic book nerd. She's oh, is she? Yeah, yeah, okay. yeah. She's been pretty open about that, so it's good to have someone who understands the importance and legacy of Electra as well. Because it is a very significant role in, in terms of female representation in comic yeah. books. And, I mean, if, if they do the storyline right, mm-hmm. then, I mean, it, it'll be amazing. It'll Everybody's be amazing going and heartbreaking. Be like, oh, yeah, this was just such a tragic storyline and everybody will be. And it was in the 80s, too, yeah, when it first yeah. came out and you guys didn't care. I know, for sure. So, But I, at the same time, I feel like if they got Rosario Dawson, so really die. Can, can we, as, like, you know, comic book nerds, sit there with our arms crossed, feeling all smug and righteous, going, we, we told you guys this was kick-ass in the 80s, but yeah. would you listen to us? No, because it was nerdy back then, but now that it's on TV, it's okay. Hopefully. Now it's cool, Wayne. Yeah, yeah. hopefully. Screw you guys. Yeah, so anyway, very excited about that. I think yeah. she's an excellent choice. And, uh, yeah, with D'Onofrio playing Kingpin, and, and I guess all we have left is Bullseye. They'll announce that soon. Oh, and right, yeah. If DC could just take a chapter I from know. their book. I know. Just... It's so sad. Even yeah. a couple words. Just, oh, my God. 
So sad. Just put so Bruce Tim in charge. Yeah. Just put him in charge. Oh my I god, know, just right? put Bruce Tim in charge. It makes so much sense. So Not easy. Jim Lee, but put Bruce Tim. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh. so easy, but never gonna happen. Oh. Anyway, so and oh and then the next bit, um, this actually happened uh, Friday, shortly after we recorded the podcast in the morning last week, so we weren't able to talk about it. Um, but uh, it uh, I'm sure you guys heard Brian Johnson from uh, Looper and Brick and three of the best breaking bad episodes is going to write and direct uh, oh, yeah. the Star second Wars Star Wars eight. movie, yeah, Star mm-hmm. Wars eight and also write the story for the uh, concluding chapter of the trilogy. Okay. Very, very excited about this because he's a very dark, very interesting filmmaker. He's essentially... He is dark. Yeah, and he's essentially doing the Empire Strikes Back entry in this trilogy. So um, they seem to be setting setting it up to be a very weird and morally ambiguous film, one would hope. So I'm very excited about this. I love Ryan Johnson. I think he's one of the best directors right now. Young directors right now. And it's just sort of between that and them getting Gareth Edwards from Godzilla to do one of the standalones and Josh Trank, who did yeah. Chronicle. I know that there are actually a lot of people that were very angry at Looper for some reason. Like I, no, I, you just know Carter was very no, angry no, no, at no, Looper. No, it's, yeah. no, it's not he just He was very Carter. boisterous about I, it. I have seen some pretty vocal. Um, yeah. Was it the Looper, entire movie or just the end? Just, uh, yeah. Excellent. Was, yeah. it, was it the entire movie you heard hate towards or just the end? Because I wasn't a big fan of the ending. No, like uh, some, some people just don't like Brian Johnson and they just. Hate like the entire Looper yeah. movie. I, I actually enjoy yeah. Looper a lot. Yeah, okay. no, I really yeah. love. But him. I know that some people are actually offended by him mm-hmm. and are angry at this choice for Star Wars. Yeah, it's well, like, I'm willing to give it a shot. Those people can be quiet. Okay, and also, they won't be. That's the thing. I know they won't be they'll because be it's very, the internet. Very, yeah, so. yeah, they'll be very vocal. Throughout yeah, the vocal process. and loud. Yeah, but no, I think it's interesting, and it just shows that uh, Kathleen Kennedy, who's in charge of the Star Wars trip, is, is going out of her way to hire really talented young filmmakers who clearly came up an era where they would have grown up on the original movies and been disillusioned by the prequels so they yeah. know exactly what to do right what to <laughs> do wrong and uh, yeah no I'm I'm incredibly excited about it um, it's odd because I just sort of assumed J.J. Abrams was going to do all of them but yeah. I do like the idea even though it's going to be a single trilogy of hiring different filmmakers for each one I yeah. think that'll be it'll make them distinct exactly yeah. exactly and it'll allow yeah so it worked for the Harry Potter series kind of sort of didn't it it did yeah it, it did. kept bringing in different directors and you know, it did and, and it's always worked for James Bond so. yep that's very true mm-hmm. very very true so, yeah. So, anyway, I, I thought that was a really, really exciting choice. I think he's a really yeah. talented, really fun. Well, what's your problem? I gave up on the Star Wars movies a while ago. Yeah, but this is going to be, this is going to bring us all yeah. back. This could be good. Okay, if yeah. it brings us back, I, I won't be excited until I see it. Oh, it could oh, be good. That way I don't have my heart broken That's later. totally fair, but you yeah. know, no, Ryan Johnson's awesome. You must. You watch Breaking Bad? No. Well, I did. It's, I had to stop because it's too depressing. It just does it never gets better for them. Mm. Ever. No, but it's. I got to like horrible. two and a half seasons of just like, this is too depressing. Oh, you didn't even get to the dark stuff. No. <laughs> it's too much. Soon Fair as, enough. But Looper, you uh, must have loved Looper. I did love Looper. Yeah. I, wasn't fu- I wasn't a fan of the ending, but it made sense yeah. at the same time. So. But it, is, it, it just shows that he is a very like clever filmmaker. And the fact that he was able to do something that exciting and yeah, felt the grand travel. scale on such yeah. a tiny budget. He did a time travel movie. For Those sure. are hard. They time are travel really movies hard. are always hard. They are really, really hard to get right. So anyway good for him i'm up for that okay next up um uh, shane black uh sort of legendary hollywood screenwriter he most recently wrote and directed iron man 3 but oh, he okay. wrote the lethal weapon movies he wrote uh the last boy scout um all sorts of like sort of big uh one-liner heavy action movies from the 90s he's been hired to uh direct uh write and direct the new predator movie what which he's already oh. announced is not going to be a reboot it's just going to be a continue it's yes. going to be a new predator Wait. movie okay and more excitingly, he's writing it with his former roommate, Fred Decker, who together wrote Monster Squad. Fred Decker also did Night oh. of the Creeps and then disappeared. Okay. Um, Wait, so Monster Squad? 
the Monster Squad team is reuniting for the new Predator. Oh movie. my god! Okay. Yeah. Wait. So this guy and also she, did Monster Squad? Absolutely. Okay. And uh, Shane Black is also in the original Predator. He's <laughs> the one guy in the Commando unit who isn't gigantically full of muscles. And I've always felt as though. Oh, he was the skinny guy. Yeah, he was the skinny guy. The one who was like, I can make it exactly. when he got injured, and <laughs> then he got like dragged off. Exactly. Of... That That's guy? Shane Black. Wow. He was, he was there for the first Predator. Okay. He's part of the franchise already. Okay. And I've always felt the only reason he was in it is because he probably did some rewriting on that. Okay. Came up with lines so like, this "You dude, son of a bitch." Yeah. All this dude stuff. understands. Yeah. yeah, so I'm very excited. Okay, so like, where in Predator continuity is, is this going to fall? I was just saying that after Predators. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't even think he does. I'd imagine it's just going to be. And I guess the, the aliens aren't going to work into it at no. all. No. It's just like, you know, no, no I alien think references. And, and what, what about the other movie that was done recently, which actually wasn't bad? Predators. Where, no. Yeah, that's yeah. the thing is, you don't even have to acknowledge Predators because that took. Like, took place on the Predator's planet, yeah. the hunting planet. So you didn't Definitely. have to acknowledge that was a thing. If yeah. you're and but, no, the, but that movie was actually okay, though. It was good, yeah. yeah. I actually had no problems with it that movie. Bad. Did it yeah. have Samuel L. Jackson playing a crazy person? Yeah. Or is... No, Lawrence Fishburne, you're being yeah. racist. Yeah. yeah. Um, but, uh, the, but, but I don't think there is a... She is being racist. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think there is a... I can say that I'm not white. He always plays the crazy part, so I always assume it's Samuel L. Jackson playing crazy parts. Oh, well, well. I'm not that guy from television who called him out on that You TV. made the exact mistake he did. Just I haven't seen the movie in years. The flipped around. <laughs> Just saying. Yeah. Just saying. But anyway. As uh, a minority, I'm outraged. <laughs> I'm I mixed that. race. That doesn't <laughs> count. <laughs> but uh, now, anyway, I'm very excited about it. And yeah, aside from the Alien vs. Predator movies, which not without their problems. I don't think there is a bad Predator movie. Predator, even Predator 2 is not without its charms. Well, I mean, that movie turned itself around the second that they had that shot with the alien skull. <laughs> so, it's like people saw that and they went nuts. I mean, I went nuts when I saw that alien and skull. And Mel, it was Danny Glover who was in Predator 2, not, yeah. not Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> not Lawrence Fishburne or Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, that was Danny Glover. So, yeah. That was, that was another black guy. But there are similarity with those other black guys because he's black. I think I think but, Mike's rubbing off. I mean, the Calgarian, okay. the Alberta people are yeah. seeping yeah. in. Yeah. Yeehaw! Careful with that. Um, this would be the fifth Predator movie, wouldn't it? Yeah, if we, yeah, I guess if we actually no six fourth solo and then yeah six if we six. include the aliens yeah. and the predators. But my ah. guess is like when they say it's in con- there's no continuity to Predator Predator series. Like it's just gonna no. be another Predator movie. They just yeah. don't have to have an origin story. Um, but yeah, no, I'm great. And Fred Decker just hasn't made anything in years. And kind of the creeps in Monster Squad are fantastic. He made those when he was in his twenties. And then Monster Squad bombed so bad that he was not allowed to work again. It's too bad because Monster Squad is amazing. It's a classic. Yeah, it yeah. is. Actually, that's a lie. He was allowed to work again. It was RoboCop three. Oh, and he was rightfully not okay, that was bad. That. Yes, that was bad. <laughs> but uh, Monster Squad was good. But Monster RoboCop amazing. RoboCop three. He needed yeah, to be have punished. You guys for seen that, Night of the so. Creeps? You guys love Night yeah. of the Creeps. Mm. Yeah, you got to love. You Night told the me to watch it. Yeah, and it was great, wasn't it? It was great. Yeah, that's what I thought. So anyway, this is very exciting. It's great that there are people who are actually coming from the era that produced Predator. They're going to be in charge of it. Um, and uh, I hope they put Lawrence Fishburne and Samuel L. Jackson in it. Yeah? Yes. Uh, wouldn't that be confusing for you? You would be able to follow <laughs> yeah. the plot. One time. And it had to be on podcast. One time. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> Let's just throw Danny Glover in there to make it monumentally know, confusing. Really it's just like, yeah. It's, it? so, yeah. I don't think anyone ever mixes him up with either okay. of them, though. <clears throat> No, the Sam Jackson and, and Lawrence Fishburne is a common thing. I, I saw an interview with, with Sam Jackson where he was it's, saying he's had times where the two of them are hanging out, and a guy walks up to Lawrence Fishburne and says, "You were amazing in Pulp Fiction. Can I yeah. get your autograph?" While Sam Jackson's standing right there, the thing is, they don't. Lawrence Fishburne just signed the autograph. It's not even they that they look alike. It's, it's so just, many times they don't even acknowledge it. It's just they can play each other's roles. I think really well. Like you can picture them. In yeah, I can see Sam roles. Jackson yeah. as Morpheus. Yeah. It'd be a very different Morpheus, but they yeah. can do it for sure. Yeah. 
I think it's, yeah. Yeah. Do you think yeah. that is air you are breathing? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh, man, I totally want to see Samuel L. Jackson as Morpheus now. a very yeah. different tone. Yeah. You that? are the one! <laughs> he can pull off serious when he wants to. Yeah, he could. Yeah, he but he still yells when he does it. There's normally a little yelling involved. Like, yeah. Yeah. I'd be disappointed if he didn't. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, there's that. And then Shane Black, also given that Iron Man 3 made a billion dollars. I loved oh, Iron Man 3. Oh, it's great. I think it's actually I my favorite okay. Marvel movie. Excellent. I, 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 I thought the it was Avengers okay. is the best. I, yeah. Well... But, I, Obviously, Avengers. Yeah. I mean, the individual. The individual. Yeah. I don't know. I'm torn between that and Iron Man 1. They're both so good. Iron Man actually, Winter Soldier wasn't bad either. And Winter Soldier no. is actually in there for okay. sure. I, I, haven't, I haven't seen that one. I, I haven't seen, seen Thor 2. Three, it just I, no, I saw Iron Man okay. 3. I still prefer the first one overall from right. three Iron Man movies. Yeah. I have not seen Winter Soldier. My only feeling is like the first two-thirds of the first Iron Man mm-hmm. is better than is the be- better than any of the uh, of the rest. Problem is the like last act really falls apart. Yeah. Whereas I liked the climax in Iron Man three. Mm-hmm. I just don't the rest of it. It's, it's complex. I have a complex relationship with those two. Yeah. I'm trying to figure out which one I like better. Okay. But both are good. We're allowed to like both because it's a democracy. That's true. Yeah. yeah. But um, anyway, so Shane Black um, made a billion dollars off that. Obviously, all of a sudden he's hot shit in Hollywood again, able to make stuff, and he's also working on a Doc Savage movie. Um, are are we like looking at? Phantom and the Shadow Knows all over again where the kids are going to go like Doc Savage like who is this guy Doc and Savage though I feel like you could do because he was essentially like Uncharted char- type yeah. character right? I mean I, I guess yeah. if they take the approach it's like it's like Nathan Drake except yeah. you know it's like he predates him by decades yeah exactly but yeah because Doc, Doc Savage is from the same era as like you know yeah, the Shadow for and sure the Phantom and Dick Tracy and all of those other 30s and 40s absolutely like, you know, but I feel like heroes. Doc Savage is the one that could continue because of Indiana Jones and okay. other films that have continued that genre. I'm with you, though. It's weird. Yeah. We, we'll, we'll see. I mean, it's like, you know, I know who Doc Savage is. You yeah. clearly know who Doc Savage is, but, you know, Lone Ranger. Again, it's like, you know, yeah. they, they thought that That's that was true. going to pull the kids in and the kids yeah. were like, it's very, very true. This, this is a cowboy movie. I don't want to watch that. This and is that was old. Good. Did you guys so, watch that? No, actually, no. I didn't. It is, it's a lot of fun. So. Yeah, that one gets a re- that one gets a really bad rap. It's a Disney movie with cannibalism. What's not to like? Oh, really? Yeah. yeah okay, I'll watch it now. Yeah. I didn't know about the cannibalism. Oh, yeah. yeah. There's straight up cannibalism in okay. that movie. It's great. Um, but uh, but anyway, I think that's true. And weird that he's been apparently talking to Chris yeah. Hemsworth about playing Doc Savage. So really? Doc Savage seems is, a bit too clean cut to me. Doc for Savage Sav- also going to be a Disney movie? Or? No, Sony. Sony. Yeah. Uh, okay, that could be interesting. Yeah. Well, and I like Shane Black doing it. That kind of quippy. Mm-hmm sarcastic action movie. I hope it is Predator first. I'd much prefer that. Yeah. But, I don't know. That, that's, in the grand scheme of reviving all these characters, quite often not doing it well. Yeah. I, the, a Shane Black, Doc Savage movie, I'll see that. Yeah. At the very least, Planet of the Apes is doing okay. Yeah, that's coming yeah. up fast. The, I can't the, ape, wait. the apes are doing all right. So. Yeah, that's coming up fast. I can't wait for that. And, um, oh yeah, and then I don't know if you guys saw, but they released the first picture of both Charlie Theron and Tom Hardy as Mad Max and whoever yeah, I saw that. is playing in that. I and did see that. So I did excited. not see that. It's so, I'm so excited. I, I did not see I that. I mean, it's just a picture of them standing in like... They're standing in steep, dust. Yeah, in dusty, vaguely steampunk costumes. But I just, I love that Mad Max series so much. I wanted there to be more when Mel Gibson became a racist that made it hard. But I think Tom Hardy is a perfect, a, a perfect guy to sub in there. Um, and I'm I'm all in. That's so, who, so like, exciting. Who's, who's Charlie's? My player? guess is she's like, some sort of what, like what is she in this? desert warrior queen. Okay. Love interest. Yeah. A there. love interest for Mad Max. Yeah. In post-apocalyptic Earth. Oh, oh, this movie's got to suck. Yeah. He's okay. earned it. No, he hasn't. Yeah, it's he like has. no, it's Mad Max. 
Okay, this movie's gonna suck if she really is like a love interest. That's what they always put love interests in movies that don't need love interests. They didn't in the first Mad Max. That was like back yeah, in the eighties. The first Mad Max had his wife. She got killed. Okay, and she that got turned killed. Him into Mad Max. Yeah. But and then the Road Warrior, there different. was no love interest. That's true. There just wasn't, and neither and was there in... the kid. No. But see, now they try and pull everybody into one movie, so they have to put in a love interest, hoping the females will go and see it. And then Road Warrior Three, there was no love Mad, interest there. Yeah, I mean, Beyond Thunderdome. You, yeah, Beyond Thunderdome. Unless you count Tina Turner, yeah. and nobody is going to count no, Tina Turner. Nobody. So, I, but I mean, not who knows? to be confused who knows? She might with be. Lawrence Fishburne. <laughs> yeah, who knows? Okay, she, she, Lawrence Fishburne was not in Beyond Thunderdome. Yeah, yeah, hey, yeah. hey, I know Tina Turner. Neither I'm was Samuel L. Jackson. It was Tina Turner. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right. But there's also, okay. there, there, there's and it was not Zoe Saldana. That was that was Tina Turner. That's there, true. So, yeah. There's also the chance that she's the villain. Who knows? Okay, they more interesting. Yeah. They could do that too. Who knows? I regardless, I I know like there's been basically nothing shown from it, but I'm so goddamn excited for that. It's weird that they haven't. They shot it. Like almost two years ago now. Really? I don't know why they're sitting on it. It's bizarre. Really yeah. bizarre. Although the stills look really encouraging. They do. Everything yeah. I've seen looks great. So, yeah, it's George I mean, Miller. They shot it in the outback. Yeah. They did tons of. Crazy I mean, some some of these pictures. I'm just looking at one picture. It's like, okay, I'm extremely happy with what I'm seeing. I'm just going to show this to Phil with a fleet of cars. I know, it's just right? Like, oh, that, Isn't that exactly what you want? That's so Mad Max yeah. right that's there. It. Just that's like, what it's that got to be. And no, I've heard that the like the last hour is just a big chase sequence. Yes. Like going out of their way to try and top the Road Warrior. I can't wait. Yeah, so so when you say top of the road warrior, you don't mean by having like CG cars flying around like a hundred. I mean, feet I'm assuming air. there will be some digital stuff, but they have made a point of saying they're trying. They did as many physical stunts yeah, as okay. possible. Speaking and of the things, road warrior, they did stuff like people should have died from yes. the road warrior. And, and sometimes, sometimes that. they didn't just through sheer luck. I yeah, mean, like oh, some yeah, of those yeah, accidents yeah. were like that should have killed you, dude. No, for sure. So, yeah, yeah the, the Millennium Falcon door can crush Harrison Ford's legs when he's man. Yeah, an old grumpy stoner. Something's gonna happen. Speaking of films, you were excited about now to get to films you uh, weren't yeah, so excited yeah, about yeah, yeah. I saw Transformers what's that Phil speak up Transformers yeah, it, was, it was awful <laughs> it was like, I just uh, love Transformers 12 yeah. Transformers 25 four, or Transformers oh, 4 it's only put, four movies it's felt, yeah, it feels longer they don't put four they don't put numbers in the title to try and distract you but okay. yes they do the whole logo is half of four oh, and the yeah, logo right. they've been doing that t- Transformers yeah. with yeah. the four numbers yeah. yeah. How lame. Stupid. Okay. <laughs> so it's called Age of Extinction. I don't know why. I guess because... You wished it was extinct? Yeah, because there's dinosaurs in it. Well, here's the thing. Like, I was almost kind of going for it for the first two hours. Cause, I'm sorry. The, how long is this movie? It's almost three hours long, which is the main problem. <laughs> that is too long. Yeah. It's That's the main too long problem. for an action movie. Yeah. So it starts off with uh, Mark Wahlberg uh, driving a truck. And he's Texas American with country music. Oh, big time America! He's American. Yeah, they make sure that make you know, make you know that he's an American, an American hero. And they ha- and uh, the entire section in Texas has. I, I was looking, and I'm pretty sure there's an American flag in every single shot. Sometimes two. It's uh, yeah, it's ridiculous. So anyway, he plays this American. He's got a 17 year old. That's a drinking game right there. Yeah, I know. No, well, it's a bad one. <laughs> um, but so yeah, he's got a teenage daughter who he doesn't want to date for some reason, and uh, wife vaguely died at some point, and he's a robotics guy living in a farm in the middle of Texas because I guess if you do robotics, that's where you go live. And um, one day, Austin, maybe. Yeah, maybe Austin, I don't know Texas. What to tell yeah, you. I could see that. So then, even though they keep talking about how he's from Texas and he's a Texan, despite having a Boston accent, he. I was about to, to ask, yeah, does no, he have no, a Texan no, accent? Don't bother to try. <laughs> All right. So they go to. He also has an assistant play day, T.J. Miller, who's apparently a surfer with a surfboard in the middle of Texas flatlands. Okay. You, your guess is as good as mine. So they go to an old movie theater where they find a gigantic transport truck inside the movie theater for reasons never explained. 
buy it for 150 bucks, take it back. Turns out it's Optimus Prime, obviously. So they being, bought Optimus Prime for 150 bucks. Yeah, good deal, huh? Yeah. That is a so um, because he's a robotics guy, he starts rebuilding Optimus Prime. They become friends, and it turns out that there is uh, the government following uh, Chicago being destroyed in the last Transformers movies has decided to hunt down and destroy all Transformers. They're just aliens. We need to get rid of them. And uh, obviously... And that's, that's so easy to do. Of Kipper course, Transformers yeah. as well. And, yeah. Despite the fact that they wrecked entire cities. I know. So, yeah, we just get this pea shooter out here and they're done. Absolutely. Okay. And obviously the guy in charge of this is Kelsey Grammer who plays the villain. And Frazier yeah. is the bad guy? Okay. He's the, he's the heavy. All right. So they're, they're killing... Uh, so uh, Optimus Prime wakes up. He's like, oh my God, I got to tell all the Autobots because there's only a couple left and we're going to be extinct soon. And then just when that happens, all of a sudden a series of black stands with black evil CAA agents uh, uh, instructed by Kelsey Grammer show up, have a big action scene. They blow up most of the farmland. and uh, But they get away and they meet up with the last remaining Autobots and it turns out that Kelsey Grammer isn't just an evil CIA guy. He's also made a pact with a new alien transformer who came from space. And he wants to get Optimus Prime because I guess Optimus Prime is some sort of legendary transformer warrior, which is a thing. Um, and he's been searching for him for centuries or okay. whatever. And See, he, I can and almost then buy into he, and this then, because Optimus Prime is a legendary Autobot. Yeah, so, okay. yeah, yeah. And um, then um, on top of that, there's Stanley Tucci who plays a like vaguely Steve Jobs esque uh, techno giant? Okay. Who has been who Kelsey Grammer has been secretly giving all the bits of his destro- the Transformers he's destroyed too, so that he can research them and figure out how to make their own Transformers. Because it turns out they're all made from metal named I swear to God Transformium. Transformium. And, yeah. Okay. So they isolate the Transformium. He's made his own Transformers. Out Transformers of are made out of Transformium. Yeah. 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 This is what Michael Bay is. Yeah. Yeah. See? yeah. And now, okay. And yeah. Melanie's got root yeah. beer coming out of her nose. Yeah. It's just. But, oh my god. But there's a limited amount of Transformium in the world. Of course. Yeah. yeah. It's, so, so the, the, do they have to go to Pandora for Unobtainium as well? No, is that, no, is that no. also part of a plot? No, okay. you, uh, you, there's some left um, from okay. when the Transformers came centuries ago, destroyed the dinosaurs. And so they, uh, so he's, so now Stanley Tucci through Kelsey Grammer has made a pact with the evil alien Transformers who's going to give them a bomb to create a vast amount of Transformium on Earth so that, uh, that they can make unlimited amount of Transformers for God knows what reason. Um, and at the same time, um, uh, Mark Wahlberg also has a sexy daughter who has a secret boyfriend who's a race car driver for action scenes. And him and Mark Wahlberg <laughs> don't get along. And, all these plots converge in Chicago where we have a 40-minute action scene where all of the evil Stanley Tucci Transformers fight the good Autobots. And it turns out that and, – and they're all clones of the good Autobots. So, like, before in the Transformer movies yeah. where you couldn't tell who was fighting who, now it's, like, ridiculously hard to tell. Yeah, times four. Yeah, you can't okay. even – it's not even worth trying. And, and – but um, every time they tried to make Optimus Prime – they accidentally made Megatron, so Megatron's back to life. <laughs> wait, and, wait, every time? Yeah, they tried a bunch of times, and they just kept turning to Megatron. It was weird. <laughs> so Megatron's back, and all this stuff comes together, and they have this huge fight scene that destroys most of Chicago, and that's like at the two-hour mark, and I was like, well, this was stupid, but I laughed, and I had a good time. But then it turns out all that doesn't even matter, because that was all set up. <laughs> 
for the last hour. Yeah, for the last hour for oh, them to go to China. My God, to appeal to the Chinese market. Yeah, and destroy most of Shanghai. Because Which will that's definitely where, appeal to the Chinese yeah, market. Yeah, yeah. To Shanghai because that's guy, where um, that's where uh, uh, fucking Stanley Tucci wanted to set up the bomb to create all the transformium was the middle of China for some reason. Cause, okay. Oh, because he had to deal with the Chinese. They don't get into why. Okay. Um, so. <laughs> So now there's a huge thing there. There's, there is admittedly some cool stuff. There's this great action scene where um, Mark Wahlberg's being chased by a CAA guy, and they're dangling off of those like gigantic ap- apartment blocks in Shanghai, where every, they almost look like shanty towns, where like apartments are like sticking out, and, like, oh, okay. aluminum siding, handmade mm-hmm. buildings. That's kind of cool, but that's like two and a half hours in when that happens, and you just don't care. And and then and then the last twenty minutes, the Dinobots show up for no reason. And wait, wait, only the last twenty minutes? Yeah. Yeah, you gotta wait two and two and a half hours to get the dinobots, but they come and they're dinosaurs and they're robots. So, and so yeah, I mean the biggest problem is I mean it's stupid and, and dumb and all that stuff, but you sort of expect that from a Michael Bay movie. And I, I, I enjoyed laughing at how absurd everything was, and, and some of the action was kind of cool. And they they shot they did shoot it in three D cameras, and that makes a huge difference to actually shoot a movie in three D. And Michael Bay was good about not having his like avid fart editing style, so you could actually see stuff. So that was good, but it's just it's just too much. Like the movie gets to a logical endpoint, ends at two hours, and then they go to China for an hour, which I'm assuming was they had a completed script, and then they were like, "Hey, if we shoot in China, then we can market directly to that billion billion population strong audience, make all sorts of extra money." So they were just like, "Fuck it, let's do that." So and added a whole new added a whole additional movie on the end. I was looking at the stills while I was putting up your review. Mm-hmm. The CGI in it looks kind of awful. Uh, Does it look better in theater? I mean, something about the Transformers looks plastic. Well, yeah, they're Transformers. They yeah, but look they looked—they looked better in the last few. Oh, movies, really? It looks they like. look as good as they did okay. in the last one. Yeah, just the—the yeah. the, it looked like someone was photoshopping like toys into right. a real background. Yeah, I mean, like whatever. It, they look—they look like they look. You know, right. they're Transformers. What are you gonna do? They—I mean, like I will say, the movie looks big and expensive. Okay. So, like, if you're gonna go see a blockbuster, you can tell. Oh shit, they spent a lot of money on this. But it's just—it's just unrelenting. Like. I just I, I, the one thing a movie where giant robots fight giant even bigger robot dinosaurs should never be as boring. Like, okay. And this one's really boring. A David lot. Lean can make a three and a half hour movie work. Yeah, Michael Bay cannot okay. no, make a three not. and a half hour movie. And it's just yeah, you just like your eyes get tired, and the, the you, like at a certain point the three D doesn't even register anymore, and mm-hmm. it's just a bunch of crap, and you can't tell which trend hammers are who, and and they can, like constantly just struggle to find a reason for small human being Mark Wahlberg to be in the middle of the action scenes like actually making a difference against these gigantic robot fights and yeah it's just pandering and I, it's just everything you'd expect it, but there's just much too much of it which is Michael Bay style but this is even too much by his standards and in the end yeah I just I was bored out of my mind did they explain what happened to Shia LaBeouf? No, they never mentioned it once <laughs> okay yeah All right. just gone yeah just never alright then just, All easy, right. just easier that way um, and yeah, so I can't in good conscience recommend it. Like, I feel felt the same way I felt about all the Transformers, which is I wish, and I would even pay more for this, that you could just pay to go to an IMAX theater and just watch all the action scenes in 3D. Like an hour, hour, 15 minutes, just action, out of context, no plot, go home. I'd pay double ticket price for that, and that'd be great. <laughs> but you can't. You gotta go watch an almost three-hour-long clusterfuck. Oh, and, like, the most product placement I've ever seen in a movie ever. There's a scene when uh, Mark, Mark Wahlberg, I forget exactly how, knocks over a Budweiser truck, and you see, like, this huge close-up of all this Budweiser spilling out everywhere, 
And then Mark Wahlberg picks up a bottle and cracks it open and takes a swig of Budweiser in the middle of an action scene for no reason. <laughs> and there's even, like, product placement in China. There's a bit when Stanley Tucci takes like, what I'm assuming is some sort of popular milk drink in China. And he's, like, in the middle of an action scene and he finds his freezer and takes up the milk drink and, like, holds it up to the camera and takes a sip and goes, mm. And it's just, like... It's offensive. It's offensive and stupid and dull and don't go. But I'm sure it'll make a billion dollars. It will. And they'll make another one. They already are. They're, why am I saying they will? They, it's, in, yeah, it's already on the way. Okay. Yeah, Transformers 5 is coming. And yeah, so that sucked. I'm sorry, Phil. Ah, what are you going to do? Yep. I mean, I was and va- yet you have so much to say about it. That's I know, the thing. I know. I was vaguely looking forward to it because I, li- I genuinely like the first Transformers movie. I think it's charming. I think Spielberg, like, Spielberg's influence helped a great deal. I think it helped, but I don't think it helped a great deal. Yeah. I think I, it helped somewhat. But, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say it helped a great deal, I don't mean that it's fucking E.T. or anything yeah. like that. And I so just mean that it's... It's not the same thing as, like, the Spielberg influence on Poltergeist. Totally, Spielberg yeah, 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 helped Poltergeist yeah, 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 yeah. a great deal. Oh, totally, time. totally. I just mean, like, it actually did feel kind of warm and charming and yeah. fun rather than just loud and bombastic and in-your-face and pointless. Uh, I don't think Transformers 4 is worse than the second one. I think that's by far the worst Transformers movie and worst movie Michael Bay's ever made. Like, not even close. And Transformers 3 was a mild improvement. This one is right back mm. to shit. So, yeah, don't do that. Um, I can also talk about, uh, I saw the movie They Came Together. Do you guys know that one? It's a comedy. Do you guys know Wet Hot American Summer? No. Brent okay. is nodding. Okay, so it's, yeah, yeah, there you go. So it's by those guys. They do this, uh, David Wayne directed, he co-wrote with Michael Ian, uh, Michael Ian Black, Michael Showalter. Sorry. <laughs> and um, they basically do, like, like White House America Center, they do parody movies, kind of like Airplane. But they're, almost, they're different than that. They're almost like sarcasm. So this is a romantic comedy starring Paul Rudd and oh, Amy God. Schumer. But it's like a parody of romantic comedies where like, there's a scene when Paul Rudd's playing basketball with all his friends. And, they, and one of them says, I'm married and I love it because I'm the character in this movie that represents that point of view. And things like that. It, like, really kind of deconstructs it. But then they also do ridiculously silly things where, like, at one point they go to dinner and they say, oh, that white raider has a pull up his ass. And then it turns out he actually does have, like, a 10-foot full out of his ass and he's hitting diners in it. Okay. It's really silly, really stupid, really, really funny. If you like Walk at Wet Hot American Summer, it's pretty much a sequel to Red Hot American Summer. It's the exact same sensibility. The cast is ridiculous. Paul Red names you were started, but then you also get Michael Ian Black, which I mentioned him before. Uh, Ken Marino, uh, Jack McBear, uh, who else? Um, Jason Manzukas, uh, tons of people. Like half half of the comedians in Los Angeles all turned out for this. Okay, and um, it's yeah. If if you hate romantic comedies, I think it's like a perfect. It's like a movie. Sweet. That, it's a movie that explains exactly everything that you hate about them in a really ludicrous, over-the-top, silly way. Okay, that actually sounds like and a I, I, checking out. I really, really loved it. I really loved it. Especially for people who like Wet Hot American Summer, it has a very distinct tone, and this this movie captures it perfectly. And, uh, yeah, it's a weird one, but it's a great one. So I would go see that and not Transformers, for the love of God. Okay. Yeah. So that's that. Thank you, Phil. No problem. Don't see Transformers, of course. If you want to read Phil's full review of Transformers, mm. it's on our website, cgmagonline.com. And it's American. Yeah. It's very American. Yeah. An American review to go with an American film. Get some Fucking apple movie. pie and beer. Yeah. All right, so we'll move on. angry. It was a really <laughs> emotional experience. Yeah. 
Did you, did you notice people around you were getting angry? Yeah, the people sitting next to me when they announced they were going to China and it became clear there was like an, another hour of the movie to go, they just left. <laughs> right right at that moment, they just looked at each other and they were like, no, we're not. We're not, yeah, not going to put up with we're this. We're done here. That's when the movie should have ended. We're going home now. <laughs> and uh, I, don't, I don't blame them. They were right to do it. So leave when they get to China. Just be like, okay, I'm done. No, don't even do that. If you go, it encourages them. Download it. Pirate it. That's the way to see it. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Mm-hmm. These are Phil's views and not the views of CGM. No, just Transformers. In general, it's not good to pirate, but with Transformers 4... Don't encourage Please Michael Bay. Yeah. Take your video camera. Otherwise, it, it, Michael Bay just... <laughs> Help the rest yeah. of the people out. Yeah. Michael Bay just continuing to do what Michael Bay does the with thing the... Is, I don't even entirely yeah. hate Michael Bay. I love The Rock, and I thought Pain and Game was fucking hilarious. Yeah, it was pretty good. It's just the Transformers movies like just represent everything that's wrong with him mm-hmm. and commercial Hollywood filmmaking, and this is like that played... Not even at 11, played at 15. Okay. Till your ears bleed and your eyes cry. All right. <sighs> Okay, moving on. Thank you, Phil. Calm <laughs> down. Take a second and just Somebody breathe. needs to take a chill pill. I've so. just been angry all day thinking about it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I never would have guessed from your review. No, never. Yeah. Never would have. Oh, God. We're going to move on to what you've been playing, and we're going to yeah. start with Wayne. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. All right, okay. If we're starting with me, then the thing that I've been putting the most time into, and I should be wrapping it up soon for my review, is Valiant Hearts. Nice. The Great War, mm-hmm. which is by Ubisoft, mm-hmm. and it's using the um, UbiArt framework engine, so it's like 2D cool. and stuff. And it's a game about World War One. Oh. It's a game about World that War One to celebrate the fact that World War One is a hundred years old this year. It Jesus. started in 1914, yeah, so yes, World War One is a hundred years this Wild. year. Do we want to celebrate war? Yes, we do. All right, we we it want to the do last that because Great War, Mel. We want to celebrate it because if you pretend that it doesn't happen, then It'll you just give again? people an excuse yeah, to go yeah. into war again. Yeah. So, so the thing that I find so interesting about this game is that um, it's done by Ubisoft Montpellier. Yeah. So it's it's in France, and obviously yeah. France had a lot of experience with World War One. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so the it's all trench war base. Yes, the okay. the it's an adventure game. Okay. Okay, and uh, it's a it's an adventure slash platform um, sort of game. And the style is sort of done in very illustratory sort of New Yorker mm-hmm. kind of stuff. So it's mm-hmm. like it looks really, really hand-drawn. Cool. And they try to make things light. Um, you know, it's like it, it's not like, you know, dark and relentlessly depressing. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like there, there really? Because that's what I expected when you said World The War. most interesting thing about Valiant Hearts is that despite the fact that you control um, numerous soldier characters in the game, you never actually kill anyone. People die a lot in this game, but it's never the character that you control that's actually doing the killing Mm. because Ubisoft decided that that might, like, you know, break the immersion and make people, you know, sort of just go back into, like, you know, action gamey mode if you run around killing people again. So Mm. let's not have them do that. Let's have death happen, but let's have death be something that the player witnesses rather than inflicts on another player. So, yeah, there, there are, like, you know, nice moments when you're, like, you know, helping out people in the village and like you know dealing with children and all that and there are some like fluffy light comedic moments and then the mustard gas starts rolling in and you go right back to like you know women screaming and children crying and like you know people with like you know tears and other bodily fluids coming out of their faces because the gas is hit and it's all done in like you know, yeah it's all done in a cartoony sort of way so yeah. there's nothing gory there but, yeah, but um, it's still unsettling yeah I mean it's like you know especially when they get to the trench warfare part um, one of the most interesting things about this game is They've they've got um, not fun at all facts <laughs> um, because uh, 
you'll you'll go into a different chapter, and then there will be this section, like, you know, if you're in the trench warfare chapter, you can just pull up this page, which just has all of these facts and colorized photographs of, you know, trench warfare during World War One, mm-hmm. and you just read what these high guys had to go through. Like, you guys are probably aware of this, but I'm going to remind you anyway. Um, the first attacks with gas in World War One were with, like, chlorine gas, yeah. which basically, once chlorine gets into your lungs and mixes with the gas in there, turns into hydrochloric acid. Mm. So, basically, your lungs are on fire internally. Mm. And the first practical defense that the soldiers on the field figured out for this was... Urine-soaked rags. That's right. I yep. remember that. If you soak urine yeah, and then yeah. you put that up to your mouth, the urine actually reacted with the incoming chlorine gas and nullified the hydrochloric properties. So you had a bunch of guys running around with urine on their faces so that their lungs would not burn internally. Yeah. And then they did this for like days or even yeah, months because filthy, the gas would just yeah. Filthy gross you know, it's, and it's it's just you know little things like that you or trench foot. Yeah, trench foot, and then, you know, things like the Germans were well-prepared for trench warfare, and they built themselves, you know, like nice, livable, Mm. elaborate tunnels. Mm. Uh, But the French were not so prepared for trench warfare, so they dug holes which were filled with mud, and they got trench foot, and they lost their feet, and blah, blah, blah. So it's it's just all of these things which, you know, I'm playing this game, and I come away from it thinking, okay, so everybody agrees that World War II is horrible, Mm -hmm. but I'm beginning to suspect that World War II was, you know, horrible for the public at large but world war one was much more horrible for the soldiers involved yeah, it was just a nasty awful yeah, mess just a miserable horrible experience yeah exactly and but you know firebombing yeah they found their way to get yeah. make world war two but you know one yeah. of the things that i really like about this game is that um even though it's being historically accurate and it's like yes this is essentially the french versus the germans mm. they aren't like you know being judgmental and pointing fingers and saying he's like oh and the germans eventually turned into nazis so they're the bad guys here mm. you have really you know sad moments in the game where um the french soldier that you're controlling is in trouble uh, or you know, the French soldier that you're controlling, like you know, sees a German soldier in trouble, and he goes and like you know pulls him out from some wreckage, mm-hmm. and the guy is like really really thankful, and then says you know it's like okay you're behind enemy lines, but you just saved my life, so I'm gonna let you out of here. Mm-hmm. But then the German soldier's friends run in and they're like, hey, you're with this French soldier, so let's kill him. And then the German soldier actually like you know takes a bullet, and even though the French guy just saved him, mm-hmm. he loses his life making sure that the French guy can get away. And you're like, Bye. oh man, this like this really sucks. Sounds it's like, really depressing. Yeah. Part, parts of it are depressing, yeah. parts of it are heartwarming. I mean, the, yeah. the main story behind it is um, a French family is completely broken up. Um, you've got the father, you've got his daughter, and you've got uh, the daughter with her German husband. Gotcha. And so what happens is World War One rolls along, and the husband, because he's German, is deported back to Germany and, mm. you know, drafted into the German army to invade France, where his wife, his father-in-law, and his baby son are. Mm. So basically the whole game is about this family basically trying to stay together and get together, and they're like, French, German, it doesn't matter. We're a family. It's like, we don't care if that guy is German. He doesn't care that his wife and son are considered French and this is a family. You know, who cares about all this nationalism stuff? So you play through the game and you're just like, man, war just sucks. Yeah. War just completely sucks. No this, is, this is just terrible how it's like, you know, tearing all of these people apart. Wow. And they do it in a cartoony way. Um, it's a bit like um, 
the the first half of Wall E, where you know it's yeah. like you hear like you know gibberish and all that sort of mm-hmm. thing. You know, it's like yeah, yeah. people are speaking. You know, it's like German gibberish with German accents and French gibberish with French accents right. and so all it's that. Like but silent storytelling. Yeah, uh, and yeah, it's like you know word balloons with pictures come up. So it's like you don't actually have to understand a word of any language to know what's going on in this game. Cool. Anybody can play this game and understand what's going on. That's neat. Yeah, especially once they get to like you know the family being broken up stuff where they're just like, you know, yeah. So you know all you kids out there that have been like played the old Call of Duty games where, you know, Normandy was so awesome because you were running down the beach and bombs were going off. It's like, mm-hmm. play this game and you will see. It's like, war is not fun. You know, it's like, it's, it's not this grand romp that you go through and at the end of it you were like, hey, I just had an adventure with guns. It's like, you know, war breaks up families. You know, it's like, good people die. Sometimes bad people prosper, blah, blah, blah. And then you come away from this going like, yeah, that, you know, for, for a game with a cartoon look you know it's like it was it actually had a lot of you know really profound messages so cool. i'm really enjoying the game a lot cool yeah no it sounds really interesting yeah. and it's only 15 bucks that's the amazing really? thing it's How only 15 dollars on the playstation network on an xbox live cool and it's actually a pretty decent uh, decent length uh, adventure game so ps3 ps4 ps3 ps4 Xbox 360, Xbox One, so right. it's like you... Available to almost everyone. Yeah, cool. so if, if you like, you know, it's like adventure games which have, you know, it's like complex, you know, emotions and themes, mm-hmm. but can still be like, you know, light and fluffy, yeah. but at the same time dark and depressing, you have no excuse. Just yeah. go out and well, get this Well, it is a genre that works really well as a storytelling medium. Yeah, it does. So it's the yeah. type of thing that you could do an emotional journey like this on. And it, yeah, yeah. It, it is emotional, yeah. There, there, seems- there are so many moments in this game where you're just like, oh man, yeah. it's like, war is stupid. It's <laughs> it a genre just- that works well, but usually gets ignored by the public in general. Totally. Yeah. yeah. But it seems like Walking Dead's hopefully yeah. helping bridge that gap a little bit. Kind of. Yeah, and it's it's really really educational for the kids too. I mean, it's like it was no, no, I'm serious. It's like I know, just just the way you said it. It's educational for the kids about the mustard gas and the trench. Yeah, exactly. Boy. Because yeah, it was designed to be like a classroom assistant. Because it sounds like it could be. It it could be. Yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, it's like when when you have like you know the part where there's the French officer blowing his whistle, and as soon as the whistle mm. goes off, that means everybody is like up and running into no man's land, and you don't even know why. Mm. You just know that the whistle means we're supposed to charge, yeah. and then you're running with a bunch of guys, and there's your commanding officer behind you and all of these guys are getting picked off first one by wave. one around you because you're the first wave and then you think to yourself wait a minute it's like this is really messed up and this is totally unfair but it's striking me now this is exactly the way it was in 1914 <laughs> except that you know I can just walk away from this game whereas these guys were actually getting like their limbs blown off and their faces disfigured so you know in a way I think it actually does communicate to kids in some way shape or form that you know it's like yeah war not so sexy, not so glamorous, horribly, horribly unfair. Not what the other yeah. games make it out to be. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, this this game is in no way, shape, or form like a power trip that celebrates the gun-toting power fantasy. Right. It's not about that at all. Mm. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Cool. Sounds, Sounds good. pretty good for 15 Yeah, it, yeah, it is. I, I, I would recommend that everybody pick it up if they're interested in adventure games. It's a mm. good one. Cool. So. Cool. Cool. The only so, thing yeah. I can mention is I've been playing more Mario Kart mm-hmm. online, and I just found it crazy that I finally I came across someone who has an eight thousand score, which is ridiculous. I think all they do is play Mario Kart. Okay, so what is the average? Okay, score? so you start at a thousand. Okay, and then if you get below a certain amount, depending on how many people are playing, you will lose a few points or you will gain a few points. Usually, it's not that many. If no. you, if you come in first out of 12 people, you might get, say, 20 points. Oh, my God. Yeah. Okay, so to have yeah. 8,000. This man had 8,000. insane. Okay. He's, right. been playing, he's been clocking in, like, work. Yeah. yeah. He doesn't sleep. That's no. all he does is yeah. play. Yeah. He's probably Canadian, though. Weird. Oh, is he? Oh, good. Okay. Good all for right. him. Good yeah. for him. I just, I, had, I saw it, and we're just like, 8,000. 
thousand. That person, that's all they must do. He's one of the best in the world, probably. Because we play every day, and yeah. we are nowhere close okay, so to eight thousand. He's, he's probably right at the top I, of the I tried to Google so. what the highest score would be right now, but Google wasn't cooperating okay. with me, so I don't all right. know. Weird. But yeah, he's definitely got to be near the cool. top tier. Yeah, I haven't really played anything this week, but I will be reviewing the new Transformers game. <laughs> um, so I, I love oh, it. It's just film. coming off poor the film. movie. I actually am looking forward to more than the movie. I hear Samuel L. Jackson's like in there. Or is it Lawrence Fishburne? Oh. I don't know. Maybe I they do. should just have a baby, like, clone one, so it's half Samuel L. Jackson yeah. and yeah, half yeah. Lawrence. So I do. Samuel Fishburne. Well, Nelson Mandela's been confused for Morgan Freeman, so, you know. That is true. just... Yeah. It's true. I that's do. completely obvious. That doesn't make any sense. Right, it's <laughs> happened. It's happened. Morgan Freeman and Nelson Mandela have been confused I know, with each other. I, yeah. so. I do... Uh, he keeps getting tweets, Morgan Freeman, for Nelson Mandela. Yeah. <laughs> I, I do, despite my really passionate displeasure with the new Transformers. I do like the Transformers in general, so I'm hoping that there will be Have something. Have you played any game. of the uh, previous games? Did yeah, you play not, Five yeah, Fall of Cybertron? They're not great. They're no, not they're great. okay. No, so, I think you're going to get the same... Yeah. I, the, the experience try, you got with the movie, you're going to get with yeah. the game. Try the multiplayer in these Transformers games. Yeah. That's, multiplayer in the Transformers games is actually really fun. Cool. Yeah. Well, that'll be the first thing I do then. Yeah. Um, and I also, I'd forgotten I'd written down, I wanted to read a quote um, from Michael Bay talking um. about the movie that I found. This is an actual unedited quote from a 49-year-old man. Um, that I found on IMDb on video you can watch him say it and he says the Autobots are so good and there's like a lot of bad in the world but it's like they're always doing the right thing and I think people like that oh god that's 49 year old man said that out loud he said other things too yeah that was the best one though <laughs> said stuff like we get really into that's, the robots that's, this that's time. right up there with his amazing non-speech at the consumer oh, electronics yeah, show earlier that. this year that was humiliating. where he just walked off because yeah. Just, yeah. <laughs> he yeah. didn't they ask him questions about why he liked it during yeah. The, yeah it was a qu- the question that he couldn't answer was why do you make movies yeah <laughs> yeah he was incapable of saying that he could have just said, like, lens flare or something and yeah. just walked in. Explosions, yeah. and that would have been better than just guys, walking oh, on stage. Oh, Michael Bay. Yeah, yeah, that guy's dumb. Yep. Started out making yep. Playboy videos. Yep. And oh. got milk. Playboy and got milk. That's, that leads to Transformers. Now he's ruining day. Transformers. Yeah. Yeah. He, he is the pedophile Catholic priest that is going after the altar boys of our childhood. Mm-hmm. That's, that's exactly That's way more offensive than me looking at fixing up Samuel Jackson and Lawrence yeah. Fishburne. But it's true. It's true. I mean, it's like, you know, Transformers and, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja. They're all innocent altar boys that just get carded in by Michael Bay saying, step into my office. And then they come back out and they're traumatized, and so are we. Yeah, but like I said, I'm so, not. The, tra- the Ninja Turtles thing doesn't bother me as much because if you try to watch any of the Ninja Turtles stuff these days, it's kind of crappy. I want to hear what you say after you I'm see it. Be, I know. I'm going to yeah. be upset. Let's face it. Yeah, you'll be pretty upset. <laughs> well, that's it for this episode mm. of the CGM podcast. Thank you, Phil and Wayne, for joining me at the Thank table. Thank you, Mel. What are you seeing next week, Phil? What am I seeing next week? Um, next week's a li- I've actually already seen the movie that I'm going to be talking about next week. It's called Earth uh, to Echo. I'll talk about it then. All right, okay. then. Yeah. Anyway, you can find us at CG Magazine, or actually it's cgmagonline.com now. Of course, our old address still works, cgmagazine.ca. Yeah, it forwards you to the new address in case you're wondering about that. There's also facebook.com slash comicsgamingmagazine, google plus, google.com slash little plus sign cgmagonline. Of course, Twitter at cgm plus. Wayne is real Wayne Santos. Phil is that Phil Brown, and I'm Kicks and Chaos, K I X X E N Chaos, and Brendan is B Fry 26. You can follow all of us on Twitter. Tweet at Phil about how much you loved Transformers don't, 4. Don't do that. You'll be blocked instantly. <laughs> yeah. Aw, Phil. Like unfollow. Yeah, just 
Don't need to do that. Hide all posts. <laughs> I don't need to see this. <laughs> of course, our new issue is out also on newsstands now at Chapters Indigo, of course, and online. Pocketmags.com. Also, you can order through our store at cgmagonline.com slash store. It is beautiful. Is that not... You have your microphone on it right now, Phil, but is that not beautiful? It's amazing. Oh, my God. Marvel slash DC artist Richard Pace did our cover. It's creepy as all shit. Don't wake up in the middle of the night and look at it. It'll probably freak you out. If you use code E3 2014, you can get 20% off any of your purchases in our store. So make sure you use that before it expires at the end of July. Pick that up for 10 bucks. Pick it up for 8 bucks with the code. And, of course, old magazines are $5 to $8. Mm-hmm. 20% off all of that. Thanks for tuning in. We'll see you next week. <laughs>